Thanks for joining us today as you listen to a portion of a message recorded at Vine Life Church in Boulder, Colorado. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can visit us online at www.vinelife.com. This week, a guy walked in to the foyer in the front there where Betty is. Don't you just love Betty out there and what she does? Yeah. She's so helpful and loves people. She loves us when we're unlovely. She loves us when we're undeserving. She just loves us all the time. So whenever we feel like we need to be loved, we just go down and talk to Betty. Because she'll love us anyhow. So, so this guy walks in and he says he needs a job. And Betty answers the telephone and it's somebody who's looking to hire someone. And Betty puts them together. How about that for answered prayer? Oh, you need a job? Just walk in and ask Betty to pray for you. Who needs a job? All right, stand up. You know how we do it around here. Put your hands on them. We're going to release divine favor and divine appointments for a job. That guy had a divine appointment. So this is do it again, Lord. What you did this week, do it again. Okay? Are you in agreement? Lord, we pray for those who need jobs today. And we thank you. You're the God of provision. And you make a way for us. You do things we can't do. You make it happen. We thank you for this testimony this week of how you put this person together who needed a job with someone who needed someone to work for them. And so we lay hands on these people and we release right now divine favor and divine appointments for a job. And we call the job to you in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Thank you for, thank you for helping us out. Just one more story. You like stories? I love these stories. Jason just told me he was down at a conference, South Denver, and he was leading worship down there. And uh, I have to be careful here because he's my son. I kind of like him. Uh, um, he was leading worship down there, and afterwards a guy came up to him and said, in worship, the Lord healed me in my heart very deeply this morning. Isn't that a great story? And worship the Lord. When you come in here every time, look for that to happen. Look for that to happen in worship. Nobody laying hands on you. Nothing happened. I mean, nothing special other than the Lord descending on you. Look, that that is what he's going to do. We're going to have more of that. More of that. So you're not, yeah. Whether it's emotional or physical, the Lord has made this promise to us that in worship you're going to receive healing. That's, that's so cool. Oh, I love it. Okay, I want to talk to you today about honor. And uh, it's important for us as a family to learn to give and to receive honor. Uh, now, one of the reasons that we have trouble with this 
uh, I'm going to get into some of the reasons, but one of the reasons is um, we look at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So I was at a, in this prayer group one time, and and um, we were supposed to pray for each other. And one of the guys, I've, all I knew about him is that he was a pastor. And uh, when I looked at him, I felt sorry for him. Not because he was a pastor, but the way he looked. I admit to not being a flashy dresser. You know, everything I wear, somebody gave it to me. So, uh, so he um, was dressed kind of poorly, and his haircut was kind of strange. Now, you, you think I have a strange haircut? I mean, he he was. They're getting stranger by the day. I notice it. Um, The older you live, the more the better you understand your parents and your grandparents. This is how it happens. So I'm becoming them. So I see for some of you that's not good news. So all right, so So you know, and his glasses looked a little funny to me too. I was looking at the outward appearance, you know. And so we all prayed around, and we, we prayed into him, and as we prayed into him, you know, it's like, whoa, he was really receiving. I realized he could move into the places of the Spirit because he, he could open up and receive the Spirit. And I thought, there's more under the hood, this guy, than what I'm thinking, what I'm seeing. Do you ever have that happen to somebody? Yeah. So first impression, you know, I was, I was looking at the outward appearance. But the more I, the time I'm spending with him, I realized, ooh. And then he turned and prayed for me, and he just nailed me. Just like, man, I had a whole new honor for this guy. And that's where honor comes from, is being able to see them in the spirit. Not through the natural eyes, but through the eyes of your heart, through the spirit eyes. To be able to see in them what Jesus has deposited in them. The treasure that he's put in each and every one of us. Some of you today feel short-changed on that department a little bit. But the truth is, all of us have received a deposit of the Spirit of God within us. And for some of us, it just needs to be called out and released. And honor will do that. When you honor that, when you see that in the Spirit and you call it out, that will awaken them to who they really are. And and so honor releases what God has already put in someone, and they don't even know it. But when you bring that to their attention, you will open their life. You will open the way they see themselves, and their ministry can all be opened up through honor. That's why honor is so important. In Romans 12, 10, and 11, Paul writes, Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor. The New American Standard 
says, where it says give preference to one another, the New American Standard says that the, the literal language means outdo one another in showing honor. That's a challenge. Can you outdo me? Can I outdo you in showing honor to others? That's what the challenge is. Outdo one another. Showing honor. That word honor in the original Greek has a, English words we'd associate with it would be esteem, especially of highest degree, or dignity, or precious. So the idea of showing honor is to observe the precious treasure that our Father has deposited in each other and esteem that personally and publicly by the things we say and do. Now, for the last couple of weeks, we've talked about the family, the spiritual family. The culture of honor is incredibly important to establish a healthy family. That we say and do things that honor each other rather than dishonor. And so at Vine Life, we believe that to have a healthy family, we need to have a culture of honor. Now, in a culture of honor, we honor Christ as Lord and Savior. And as we show honor to Him, the Holy Spirit empowers us to be honored or to show honor to others. We know where honor comes from. Humility. Jesus, the King of all kings, is honored because he humbled himself even to death to create a culture of honor in his followers. We honor him, and we honor the relational faith it takes to create and sustain it here at Vine Life. We honor each other in our struggles knowing that Christ has a promise of power to overcome in every case. We all are in a struggle, but we are empowered to overcome. Jesus makes us overcomers. You are an overcomer in Christ Jesus. We'll stand with you in faith, prayer, belief, comfort, brokenness, healing, And we'll both improve our testimony of what God can do in and through us as we stand together in our struggles. Someone once said, we all have struggles, so be kind. I've had some people who have struggles with us, which I can't fathom how that would ever happen, but I'm thinking of a time someone met with the elders and had a struggle with something in the church, and uh, their struggle was within them. And I remember the person walked out of the room, and one of our elders, Warren Williams, said, that person doesn't know it, but they're in the safest place they could possibly be right now in this church. Because it's a place where we seek to make it safe and honor you in your struggle. I had a pastor tell me that he was at a conference in Houston recently, and he was ministering to a pastor that had depression. And when he fell into depression, not immorality, but depression, the church asked him to leave. That's not the way we look at it here. We come alongside you in the struggle. And we lift you up, and we help you out. That's, that's the way we look at it. In the decisions that define us, they're on the back table. How many of you have had an opportunity to read this, decisions that define us? 
Hey, just a few of you. So I encourage the rest of you. This is not, by the way, some religious propaganda. We believe this. And we're bringing this. We're we're, we're wanting to live this. So if you want to know where Vine Life is going, what we're about, please read this. This is important. We write in there, to create a culture of honor, we honor Christ as Lord and Savior, and in turn, honor each other as the Spirit empowers us. Listen to this. We will refuse to dishonor one another by participating in gossip, accusation, judgment, and slander. Slander, by the way, is has truth in it, but it's spoken with the intent to bring harm to the other person. Honor is not always deserved, but is always required. So we're challenged in showing honor because we don't understand the difference between honor and respect. Respect is something that we do earn as we get to know each other, but honor is something that's bestowed. It's something that we give to each other. Now, one of the, as I was thinking about this, one of the greatest challenges to establish a culture of honor comes from one word, starts with an O and ends with an E. I have my kids send me this game called Hanging, Leave, leave You Hanging or something like that. You ever play? Hanging with Friends. There's my daughter right there speaking. <laughs> yeah, so they give you a word with one vowel in it. And then you have to figure out the rest of the word. You can waste hours doing that. So I won't make you guess uh, the words like uh, my daughter makes me with this game. Here's the word, offense. If you're offended, not only will you not be able to give honor, but you won't be able to receive honor. Offense will put a barrier up. I've seen times when people have tried to mend fences, so to speak, and they will do things to show honor, show love, and give and invest. And the person who's offended is like this. You can't get to me. You can't bless me. You can't love me. I'm, I'm offended. So offense will keep you from giving honor, and it will keep you from receiving honor. And so some people who are in a place of offense will go off and they'll say, they didn't do this, da 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 The problem is they're offended and they won't get over their offense. And no matter what you do, you can't make them happy. That happens in marriages, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> no matter what you do, you just can't. <laughs> That's because they're offended. You have to deal with the offense. So let's just <laughs> let's just talk about offense for a little bit. You're all excited about this word, aren't you? <laughs> let's talk about how offense works. Offense comes from unfulfilled expectations. You should have. You didn't. See, we expect them to do something, and they don't do it, so we're offended. They don't know that, but we expect it, and so we're offended when they don't do it. And that explains why if they would do it, we're not thankful, and we don't express any thanksgiving is because we expected it anyhow. I expected you to do that, so no thanks to you. 
Another way offense works is from judgments. It's believing the worst with limited information. Do you know that we can't possibly know everything about that person? We don't know their generational issues. We don't know the woundings that they've had in their soul. We don't know the stuff. We don't have the full picture. We don't have the full story. We don't have all the information of what's going on. We just have a snapshot right now of what's going on. And that little snapshot doesn't have enough information for us to determine whether they deserve honor or not. So the Lord makes it easy on us, and he just says, go ahead and show them honor anyhow. Even if you don't think they deserve it. Outdo one another, showing honor. Offense also comes from unforgiveness. Some, I, don't, I don't know where this quote came from, but someone once said, unforgiveness is like you drinking the poison expecting the other person to die. Uh, 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 if you leave it unattended and you keep in this place of unforgiveness, you actually are empowering spirits of darkness to come in your soul or alongside you and to help you in your bitterness. It's there are spiritual forces of dark. You open yourself up. So do yourself a favor and forgive the other person that you're offended. Again, you're, you've made... Your offense is based on limited information. You don't always understand what's going on there. Only the Spirit of God can tell you what to pray and how to respond. That's where you enter in. Holy Spirit, what do you say? What do you want to do? It might be surprising what he tells you to do. Well, I don't think they deserve that. (laughs) But you can open the door to healing to them by showing honor. So honor opens the door for healing a heart that's been dishonored. Honor, uh, offense rather, can come from pride. I deserve better than this. It really comes from a carnal mind that cannot discern the things of the Spirit. So you have to, you know, there's two musts here. I'm talking about you must be born again, you must be filled with the Spirit. And so the Spirit of God will tell you things and speak to you things about that person or the situation. And in this case, he'll talk to you about yourself. So when you become offended and you just try this, I've done it. Lord, I'm offended by this. And the Lord's answer to me is, you want to know what it is? That's pride, Walt. Not me. Do I, should I say that again? Or did you get that? That's pride, Walt. You're offended. It's your pride because you think you deserve better. Oh, I can tell you, you're having so much fun right here and what I'm talking about. So I'll just do one more. May I have permission to do one more while we're having fun? Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Offense comes from soul wounding. I've referred to this. We're in need of emotional healing to overcome offense. Sometimes you can't overcome offense until your soul, your mind, will, and emotions 
come under the influence of the Spirit, and you receive a healing. And I'm going to go someplace right here that's just going to challenge somebody. But you can talk to me about it later. I'll, I'll talk to you, okay? When we carry pictures in our hearts, carry pictures in our minds that are pictures of pain and offense and hurt, ask the Lord if he won't change that picture because he will. He wants to change that picture in your heart of that situation to where you can see him in it and he can give you his heart about it for that person and for you. This is a snapshot of some point in the future I'm going to talk about vision. Without vision, the people perish. Vision is a picture of how God sees things, and he wants to release that. We have failed to release God's pictures in our hearts. He says, see with the eyes of your heart. What do you think that is? Not the eyes of your head, eyes of your heart. What is that? That's seeing in the spirit. That's revelation. That's vision of things in the spirit. When the reason we can't receive honor or give honor, another thing that goes along with soul wounding, this issue is increasing more all the time, but we don't think about it. But medication gets in the way too. Talking about prescription drugs or sometimes lack of. Because I've had people who are off balance and they're high and to the right and you know and they're talking they're talking to others about how they're wounded and how they're offended and how they've been mistreated and how how badly <laughs> I have handled the situation as their pastor. I don't know how that's possible, but just kidding. I don't always handle it rightly. But sometimes the reason people struggle is because of medication problems. Do you hear me? You can't judge by the by the just what's being said or the natural. You have to you have to look with the eyes of Christ into that, and you have to see past their woundedness and their issues and their pain and their unloveliness and their anger. Oh. You have to see past all of that and see what the treasure is in them. Anybody, anybody can just respond like for like. You know, well, if you're upset, well, let me get. Anybody can do that. But we're called to respond in the opposite spirit to people when they're offended. And in so doing, we're trying to call out the treasure that's in them and release it over them so they can be who God has called them to be. That's our job. (laughs) Someone said, you know, we're not... uh, Gap 
finders, but we're gap menders. You know, we're not fault finders, but we're menders. That's, that's, I didn't say that right, but you get the idea. People may legitimately let you down. It happens every day. But your response will determine if you're able to see them as Christ sees them so you can give honor and receive honor. Galatians 6.1 in the message, this actually is a fun verse. The way the message, it's just fun. Listen to how Galatians 6.1 says, Live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him, saving your critical comments for yourself. You. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. (laughs) That's why our eight relational values are so important to us. And you hear us repeat it because we want to establish it as part of our culture. Non-negotiable, unconditional love. I'd like to be a part of a church like that. How about you? Relationships of openness and honesty, believing the best. I've been raised in church all my life, and I can tell you, people believe the worst. That's what happens when you're in the flesh and demonically inspired. You believe the worst. You have to be spiritually inspired to see the best. Four, always declare your commitment. This goes for all relationships, including marriages. You get in a fight, and what do you do in order to trump? I mean, you're going to give the knockout blow to win this argument. And here it comes. I'm going to give you the left hook. And you throw out the D word. The opposite of what you should do in a dispute in an argument, in a disagreement. Declare your commitment. Don't declare your selfishness by saying, I ref-, you know, if, unless it's my way, it's the highway. I, you know, I'm out of here. Always declare your commitment. Truth, here's another value. Truth wrapped in love preceded by grace. We want to speak the truth. We want to do it in love, and we want to precede it by the grace of God. It's not about just being nice and saying nice things. It's talking, saying the what is truthful. Character before gifting. Give and it shall be given. Stewardship, not ownership. While we have not always been the best at this here, and yes, at times we've just downright failed to consistently demonstrate honor, our intent is by the power of the Holy Spirit to make this a part of our culture. This is where we're going. And that's why we're talking about it, because we're going to work on it. We're going to pray into it. We're going to believe God for it. We're going to do our best to find the treasure that's in you and call that out and bless you. So today, now that we've got a fence out of the way, let's have some fun, okay? Let's take some time to fan the flames of honor. And my intention is to help build this culture here by what I'm going to do. I've made a list of ministries in my life that I'd like to honor today. Now, I run the risk of inadvertently forgetting someone. And please know that when you get to be 64 like me, you might have the same problem. Pastor Bob, my friend, 
has assured me that I will surely miss somebody today. So <laughs> please don't be offended. Help me out. I'll give you a chance to help me out here at the end. Okay. These, this is people we want to honor in volunteer service at Vine Life. This list is long, but it's, it amazes me at all the different volunteer positions that are in this church. And each position represents many people. So it's, it's just, it's really should put us in awe of what the Lord's doing through people here. So as we honor this, we honor greeters, hospitality, ushers, communion, lighting, sound, media, brood awakening. Thought I'd get an amen right there. <laughs> All you caffeine freaks. <laughs> Resound conference, lead team, recording studio producers, Resound global coordinators, family night set up and tear down, moms group, JV Sim, Sim, student leaders, camp team leaders, and worship team in the Sim. Ministry team, Freedom has encouraging word room. Yay. Healing room. Yes. Sunday AM ministry team. Yeah. Tabernacle of David. Living Stones intercessory team. There's a team that prays for me every month. Thank God. Kids Quest. Worship. Wellspring. Women's ministry. Homeless. Marriage. Footprints. Bookstore. Video. Church board. Elders. Hospital visitation. Facility. Can you believe it? I have more. Chinese translation, IT support, conference event team, Vine Life School of Kingdom Ministry has administration teachers, group leaders, counseling, Sunday AM pre-service team, and missions prayer team. By the way, that is a serve, that is a, a team that meets before our first service at 8.15 in the theater. We have a prayer meeting. If you'd like to pray, you're welcome. I invite you to come back there. Sometimes, the, sometimes. Every time. The presence of the Lord is so strong, I think we should just have church back there all morning because the presence of the Lord is that strong. So if you like the presence of the Lord, you will like our 815 pre-service prayer meeting. Just a little commercial there, but I thought you would. Can you believe this list? Is this amazing? Uh, we just honor all, honor all these people. Now, I want to honor people who serve outside of Vine Life. Now, this is going to have names attached to it. There's no other way to do this. Timothy and Susie Alm, serving under the Vine Life covering in Mexico, and they're there right now. Mike and Nancy Jeanette, also coming alongside Timothy and Susie, also going down to Mexico. Dar Rice, just returned from a year-long international trip that included time with Pastor Willie in Rwanda. Sarah Mason, who participated with her daughter Autumn on a team that traveled throughout the U.S. educating people on the problem of sex slavery. Thomas and Dana Matthew, who recently had an Extraordinary, extremely productive trip in Rwanda. Uh, Dr. Thomas did open heart surgery, trained there. Uh, they introduced the AIDS stuff through Willie CMP to the minister, uh, the one who leads ministry um, uh, in Rwanda, a top-level government official who did that. Dale Peterson here, who leads. Uh, ministry supporting elementary schools in Africa. Carol Canale Myatt, who heads up Village Makeover in Rwanda, Africa. The Brazil Resound Worship Team. Our Sim Youth Group went to Costa Rica. Jennifer and Jal Winning Camp in Mozambique, Africa. That's where Pastor Willie and I went to see them last year. Jamie and Susan Ramgate in Bolivia, South America. Mary Wright, Real Choices Pregnancy Center. Pastor Willie in Rwanda, Africa. Just a reference here. I'm going to Africa again myself this summer. The Halfway House in Longmont. Tina Gady supports Navajo Nation Ministry. Jenny Fraker, still working with the local 
uh, Nepalese population. Casey Willis, Native Americans in South Dakota. Jim and Pam Beeler, Rock Dietz, Vince Amendola, Mark Humbrick, Marcy Klinger, Diane McGowan, and Peggy Lewis go into the Boulder County Jail. Mike and Gordon, Robin, I'm sorry, Mike and Robin Gordon, Shining Light NGO in Pakistan, Benny and Nikki Noel and Family Sevens Ministry in Boulder to the Homeless, John Fitch preaching and outreach on Boulder's Pearl Street Mall in the jail, Kayam and Rudy Singerman, Jerusalem Hills Bed and Breakfast in Israel, Laura Reed serving with Iris Ministries in Rwanda, Yvonne Williams, National Consultant to Caring Pregnancy Centers, Whew. Janet DeGeorge. Executive Director of Hands and Voices, International Advocacy Group for the Hearing Impaired, a worldwide influence. <laughs> Elizabeth Buckles, Counselor at Caring Pregnancy Center. Eric and Kathy Judson, they have a catering cart and serve hot dogs, hamburgers, and Bibles under Christian Cyclist Association at bicycle races across the West. Eric's trilingual and supports local evangelists and outreach in Merida. Merida. Mexico. I don't know how to pronounce it. This doesn't count the number of people attending Vine Life that run businesses for the purpose of the kingdom. Hold offices, manage resources, and exert an incalculable kingdom influence in our community and the world. And it doesn't include our staff. I know they're vocational but I'm telling you, we have an amazing staff that's worthy of honor in this church also. Okay, who did I miss? Betty? No, I talked about Betty. <laughs> who else? Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's... <laughs> um, thank you. That is nice of you, really. That, that's nice of you. Okay, I can't go on now. <laughs> Who else? Is that an astounding? I mean, to think, the, it just gives you a help. It helps you understand the scope and the reach from this church into the world the local community, and to the world. It's awesome. It's awesome. We just honor everyone who is following the call of the Lord into the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. That's just... So this is a morning... This is a, Now, I'd like to just wrap this up. Worship team, if you'd come. You can demonstrate honor through some of these ways. I want to give you some ideas. Verbal expression of thanks, encouragement, affirmation. Written notes and cards. Saying something good about something to uh, to others when they're not present. We're so used to people saying things about us when we're not present that are negative. But we can flip that on its head. And the kingdom of God is the opposite. And we can become people. We talk about each other. We say good things about each other when nobody's around, when when they're not around. 
Doesn't that sound like a great project? Can you outdo? Can you outdo each other by showing honor? Here's one of the ways to outdo each other by showing honor is just talk about, just talk about what a great person Carrie is when she's not there. And Benny and Alex and Dee Dee and David. That's what, that's what we can do. We can just talk about each other, about how blessed we are to know Ed Bunnell. Yeah. There's, there's someone that we can talk about. And God blesses me. Every day, every day, Ed Bunnell blesses. We can give gifts, appropriate physical touch. Acts of service and helps, spend time with others, prayer, saying thanks. I was in the dentist office this week and picked up a magazine and and there was an article that said that um, 49% of the people surveyed said they could not remember the last time someone wrote a thank you note to them. 49%. That means half of you in this room are starved for honor. You feel instead dishonored. The day we change that before we leave this room, it's time for honor. It's time to make it a part of our lives on a regular basis. So if you'd bow your heads... Offense gets in the way, so let's, let's forgive right now. Let's release offense in Jesus' name. If you're offended, I'm asking you to take it to the cross and let that offense die at the cross because it'll block you from receiving and giving honor. This is a moment to receive honor. Some of you feel dishonored and some of you feel unworthy. When Jesus went to Peter to wash his feet, Peter said, no, don't do that. And Jesus said, no. Let me do this. If you don't let me do this, you can't be a part of me. So to be a part of Jesus, you need to, you need to yield and let him honor you. Honor is not something you deserve. Honor is something that's bestowed upon you because of who you are in Jesus Christ. So I want to release honor to you. And the way I re- ask you... To prepare your heart is to forgive all offense. You might right right now be praying, Lord, I forgive that person. Lord, I forgive this. I forgive them. You might right now need to be forgiving. Do that. I forgive. I forgive. Lord, I didn't have all the information. I didn't understand everything. Forgive me for judging them. I lay down all judgments. I lay down all offense. Now, as you're ready, if you're ready to receive a prayer, an impartation of honor, maybe you felt dishonored in this church or another church or through other people or 
uh, spiritual leaders, maybe you felt dishonored. But as you forgive, I want to release honor to you right now. And when you are ready in your heart, just stand. When you're ready to receive an impartation of honor, just stand. Take somebody's hand right next to you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for your presence here in this place. And we come in the name of Jesus. And we know where honor comes from. It comes from you. And we return our honor back to you. We give to you what you have given to us. And we thank you that you've deposited your presence in us. That we carry the spirit of Christ in us wherever we go. And Lord, it's been covered over in some people. Some people it's been squashed by words and accusation and criticalness and judgment. Lord, we break those things off of us. And right now we receive that which we have not earned, but that which has been bestowed upon us through Jesus Christ and the outpouring of His Holy Spirit. And I thank you because of the Holy Spirit's presence right now in this room that honor is being released to each other. We release honor. That person's hand you're holding, just release honor into them right now. Just release the honor of the Lord as we worship. Lead us, Jay. We just release honor as we worship to each other.